Till the tears run down from my eyes Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody Can anybody find me? Somebody to love Alexa, play hits from Queen Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Feral Audio. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 98 of Steve AG. Uh, I'm your host, Steve. This is a really special episode. We have my really good friend, Brendan Small, who you may know from Metalocalypse and Home Movies. Uh, and he's also an amazing musician. In fact, Brendan and I do a monthly stand-up and music show um, for the past year and a half or so we've been doing it at the Hollywood Improv in fact we just did uh, our last show um, last week Friday night with our guests Zach Galifianakis David Cross Scott Ian from Anthrax Pearl a day Tom Lennon from Reno 911 in the state uh, it was a huge huge show and it couldn't have gone any better so thanks to anyone who was there um, but yeah, so Brendan's my guest this week, and uh, we did a special show from uh, a burger restaurant in Alhambra, which is just right outside of L.A., kind of in South Pasadena, a restaurant called Grill 'em All, um, basically a heavy metal themed hamburger joint and it's awesome i highly suggest going and i want to thank them for letting us do a live podcast in their restaurant um and i was honestly pleasantly shocked at how many people showed up on a wednesday night uh to this uh hamburger restaurant to watch us do a live recording of this podcast um but that's partly because Brendan has so many diehard fans, um, deservedly so. But we did this because Brendan was promoting slash celebrating the release of his album Galacticon 2, which actually came out last Friday, the day we did our last episode of Baked uh, at the Improv. So that album's out now. Please go check it out. It's really good. Uh, I've been listening to it a lot since it dropped on Friday. Um, so that's basically it. We um, did this for the album. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. We talk a lot about hamburgers and rock and roll. So there's that. And also, uh, as far as plugs go, um, speaking of Brendan and my show Baked, um, if that sounds like something you wish you could have gone to, because it really was good. We've got another one coming up in September, uh, the 21st, which is a Thursday night at 9 p.m. We're going to be doing another episode of Baked from a different location. We're going to be doing it from Starburns, the Starburns Castle in Burbank. Uh, follow Brendan and myself or Baked Comedy and Music on Instagram and Twitter uh, for info as that develops. We're just now starting to get into booking that show, but uh, I promise you it'll be great. And the Starburns uh, Theater, the Starburns Castle in Burbank is amazing. I'm excited to try actually doing music there. I've done a couple podcasts there and uh, it's really cool. Plenty of parking and... Um, I think you're really going to like it a lot. So please come out to that on the 21st, 9 p.m. You can get tickets at starburnscastle.com. Um, but follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be tweeting and posting more info as that comes along. So enough of this blibber blabber. Let's get on with the episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brendan, for doing this. And thank you, Grill em All, for having us. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Check Hello. one, two. Hello? Hello. Hello. This still doesn't work. It's recording on the computer. So maybe it's something over there. This is just for the people listening at home. This is just, hey guys. The room um, mics are not on Our yet, mics are not so on in the room. it's just us. But here we are getting ready for people staring for a, at us. They can't tell podcast. what we're saying. Yeah. No one knows what we're saying. We're, do, we're actually just doing a podcast. We're going to do the podcast to each other. Yo, yo. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello. 
Is that one Hello. not on? We need that one on. Hello. 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 Hamburger. Hello. Hamburgers. Your Hello. hamburgers are kicking in now. Yo, is that one on? Do we have sound? Do we Hello. have sound? Can you hear us over sound. the sizzling of burgers and fries? These are the sounds. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming out to Gorilla Mall. Hello. Hello, hello. Oh my God. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. Is that loud I've enough? I've never heard such applause at a hamburger restaurant. Is that loud enough or is that too loud? It's too, we're I think behind it's too loud the speakers, so I think okay. we're deafening her. Okay, you're in the worst spot in the house, but that's okay. Um, smile, you're... you're you, and you are in the... Yeah, you can't hear anything. How um, many people came here to see Brendan Small? All right, all right. Holy shit, that is bananas. Yeah, I'm starting to like this podcast already. I thought it was a bad idea doing a podcast at a hamburger restaurant on a Wednesday. I'll tell you, I've done it before, and I fucking love it. This is a great place, and um, I love being at Grill Mall because, honestly, I think it's the best hamburgers you're going to get. And they're also heavy metal themed. Yeah. They are. They are. It's it's well, amazing. For those listening, this will be out on Tuesday, but for those listening, um, we are at Grilla Mall in Alhambra. That's right. And uh, it's a heavy metal themed hamburger restaurant. Now, I ordered yeah, something called what's... the Behemoth. Right. Which is a, a hamburger between two grilled cheese sandwiches. That's a big, it's a big burger. I'm going to have the biggest shit tomorrow. <laughs> Why don't you just do it on the podcast? Probably actually be in like five days. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm going to be like a snake shedding his skin. Oh, dear God. I'm going to be a sweet baby Jesus. But uh, we're all here because obviously Brendan has a new uh, Galacticon album coming out on. Yes, that's right. That's true. Listen to them. They're they're, they're excited, Brendan. I am excited, too. I'm excited. I got to make this record before Friday. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That's horrible planning. I should have. Uh, I kept meaning to do it. <laughs> I kept putting it off. I have but... garage band, so uh, I think we'll be all right. <clears throat> yes, it is. Say? It is coming out on Friday. But we have a, a booth over here where you can pre-order it right now. There's Caesar's Nikhil right there raising his hands. And we also have T-shirts, and we have the comic book, and we have um, a bunch of other stuff. Um, oh, we have patches. And if you meet me later on, I'll give you a really cool guitar pick. Oh yeah, it's got a whole bunch of Galacticon, Galacticon guitar picks. So guitar picks. That's right. That's right. It's a it's an Ultax 1.14 sharp ended pick. I love it. Once I started playing these, I never turned back. And that's uh, your go-to pick. Yeah, but I want to talk about hamburgers before I start talking about guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did you? Okay, order, so Brandon? I got so there is a Galacta burger tonight, and yeah. I'm gonna, Phil, I'm going to need your help with this one because it's skirt steak on top of a, an all beef patty with yep. chocolate. Yep. And uh, what else? Chipotle grilled. Did you say Nutella? Nutella. Nutella. You guys can get a hamburger with Nutella on it. I know. It sounds ridiculous. I had it. I think it tastes amazing. It's it's off the menu, but you can order it. The Galacta Burger. The Galacta Burger. And um, it has onions on it, too. But I'll tell you, it's it's a fairly good representation of this record. Oh, yeah? (laughs) It's got everything. It's got the sweet. It's got the salty. The title track of your album is. The melodic, the ugly. It's got all that stuff. The title track is Nutella. The title. Yeah, this is a concept album about a hamburger. And so why? Why not come here to to celebrate it? How long has it been since your first Galacticon album? It's been five years since I put out. The Why first would you make these people wait that long? Because I was still doing Death Clock stuff. I put out Death oh, Album yeah. Three the same year. Thank you very Listen much. Listen to them; they love it. I put out Death Album 3 the same year because the first Galacticon record was not supposed to even happen. What happened was I was waiting to do Galacticon 2. So yeah. I was in the studio and we thought we had gotten the, the negotiations all done, like all the lawyer stuff and all the boring stuff. And so I said, okay, if we have it done, I'm going to rent an entire recording studio downtown in LA. I'm going to hire Gene Hoagland. Yes, those of you who know Gene Hoagland oh, know what I'm talking great about. Drummer. And, um, and Ulrich Wilde, who's produced all this stuff with me since I started out with this whole crazy business. And um, so what happened was we're basically on our way to go set up everything at the studio. 
And um, I get a call saying the deal's not done. There's still points that have to be negotiated. So I said, I feel like a jerk. I borrowed all these people. They're all over here. I told them we're going to start recording music. So I said, screw it. I went back to my house. I went through my hard drives. And I found all this music that I didn't think was necessarily Death Clock music. It was a little bit more melodic. It wasn't necessarily something I think you'd find on a Death Clock record. And I said, whatever whatever happens, I'm going to record this group of songs. So, you know, I like to demo songs and write stuff all the time. So that's what we did. We went back there. And two days later, we had all the drums finished for what would end up being Galacticon. And that's the first record. That's how it happened. So I said, I spent all this money on this. I've got to put it out. So I put it out after Death Album 2. Did Brian Beller play bass on that one as well? Yes, he did. Brian Beller, who's been playing with me for a long time. And you have Gene and Brian on this Gene album and Brian well. and All Requires. So it's the dream. It's the same group of people that I started playing with 10 years ago on Death Album 1. So that's uh, it's the same group, and uh, and now it's we like playing with each other a lot. We get along really well, yeah. and we make fun music together. So that's that's how Galacticon started, and that's how and that brought us here. So so uh, cut to after the Doomstar Requiem. I don't know if anybody checked that out, but it's um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think I think, they, I think they're familiar. This is, I, I say this all the time, I usually in stand-up when we do shows together. Steve, by the way, this is Steve Agee. Say hello to Steve. Um, Steve is not a, as loud as I was a, hoping, a, but this is, is still, this is about you, Brendan. I know, but... We do a show together called Baked, we which do a is show that's comedy and music. That's right. And we're doing it, we're having an album release party this Friday at the Hollywood Improv. That's right. David Cross from Mr. Show will be performing. Yeah, yeah that's Scott a, Ian from Scott Anthrax, Anthrax, Anthrax will be, will be there. His wife, Pearl, who's an amazing musician as well. Mike Keneally Mike will be Keneally, playing Mike who plays with me in Death Clock Live, will be there. Um, Brian Beller's going to show up. I don't think... He, I said, hey, you got to play someone with us on stage. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go up there during comedy. And I said, all right, fine. But he will be there so you can bother him and uh, ask him annoying questions. I uh, think that'd be funny. That's right. And Tom Lennon from Tom uh, Lennon Reno 911. From Reno 911. The state. Yeah, the state. Um, and that's 1030. 1030 Friday, Friday night. You Hollywood guys should come Improv. and check it out. How many people have gone to a live comedy show before here? Yeah! There's some not loud bad. people. I see some people that have not. You got to come and check it out. It's almost I bet like not as, not as many people. How many people saw Metallica at the uh, Rose Bowl? Yeah. 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 Few more people. A few more people. Few Music fans. Let's say louder Let's grill people. Grill them all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, thanks. This so, was a great podcast. Wait a minute. Um, it's over? Yeah, it's over. No, it's not over. Um, yeah, I'm still digesting five pounds of hamburger. Oh, hey, can I, can I talk about, can I, I wasn't finished talking about hamburgers earlier, so oh, yeah, I want to finish please. my hamburger. So I ordered two hamburgers tonight. And, two, um, two yeah. hamburgers. Well, one time I, I came here when this was still a food truck, and we went and saw the big four in, uh, at Coachella, at, like Indio. Did you guys go to see that show? Who, who was at that show? I was at yeah. that. So it was like Slayer, Metallica, Anthrax, and Megadeth all together in the same place. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm definitely going to that show. And there was a grill and mall truck there. And um, we were all deciding which hamburger we were going to get. And, and we were all looking at the D. Snyder burger. And we're like, what is that? It's got <laughs> peanut butter and strawberry jam and sriracha sauce. What the fuck is going on? On a hamburger? With That's that not hamburger. a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah. There's meat we were, in that. We couldn't stop talking about it. We all Half ordered pound. We oh, all ordered fuck. different hamburgers, but I said so I was there, it was Brian Posey and a couple other guys, Joe Lynch, who's a, a horror movie director and stuff, and we were all hanging out, and at some point, <laughs> I said, guys, I've got it. I know how we can all try another burger. Let's have a hamburger appetizer for our, our main course burger and then they looked at me like a god because they couldn't they didn't figure out we could do that we could have a hamburger and then also eat a hamburger one minute later so you cut a hamburger so we had fifth. so we had, yeah we, we cut, it was fourths actually but we cut it into fourths and we had the d snyder and that is that's the hamburger makes a lot of sense it was really who, how many people have tried the d snyder so okay so Holy everyone shit. knows how good it is it's like a weird it's so because you get the look hey steve <laughs> eyes yeah. over here what you get I'm is looking at phil like he's I know, crazy but i'm saying it's it's like uh it's like a thai food thing so when you get like peanut sauce and tamarind and then sriracha yeah but i get peanuts that's what it is not peanut butter is it it's what the same thing a chunky peanut butter you so, do. Oh, so, see? Yeah. Phil is Learned saying something, yes. Uh, new but it is. But sometimes <laughs> even in like Thai food, you'll get the peanut sauce, which is basically one version of peanut butter. In a way, and Phil's giving me like, yeah, you, you're doing, yeah, he's doing like a De Niro face, like mm, I heard things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't say peanuts are a version of peanut butter. 
peanuts peanut are, butter is a version of peanuts. This is going to be a long podcast because I'm going to say that peanuts are a version of peanut butter. In fact, they're the fundamental. What do you think George Washington Carver would yeah, say go about on, this go hamburger? On. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Oh, geez, I'm not going to start. Look, I'm not going to stay out of this one. But um, right. anyway, so that was the burger we had. Today I had the Galacta burger, which I told you had Chipotle. Uh, what else was it? Nutella. Nutella and chocolate on a hamburger, which actually made, it made sense as well. But I also had the Winger burger. <laughs> Who here has tried the Winger burger? That's right, because you guys are like winger. Their heads. Winger, I don't know. No one wants to shout out well, I that they had said wiener burger. No oh, winger, yeah, that winger makes sense. In, can I tell you a story about winger really quickly? Oh my god, please. would you guys like to hear a winger story really quickly? Yeah. How many people here, with a knowing look, don't clap, have a winger album at home somewhere? Yeah. I probably do. I'm I see a lot of shifting cassette. eyes around I the room. I probably have a single. Anyway, when I was a kid, I had the Red Beach uh, instructional video. So there you go. I learned some really cool whammy bar tricks and some good tapping tricks. How many guitar players do we have here tonight? A lot. Okay. So you guys all know you get the guitar lesson wherever you can get it. Anyway, years ago... Oh, thank you very much. He said he watched my stuff on YouTube as well. So That's good. There are more coming out. I did a whole bunch of videos with Guitar Player Magazine, so you'll see nice. some cool stuff. Um, but... Um, I was at a I was at a a party at Gibson Guitars one time, Ooh. and I was introduced to Kip Winger himself. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. That sounds funny to me. Well, I met him, and first of all, he's really handsome. Kip Winger of the Winger Hamburger. Yes, wow. of the Winger Hamburger. That's fame. amazing. He was there, and um, he has uh, very beautiful eyes, very violet, almost like uh, Elizabeth Taylor. How many Elizabeth Taylor fans are there here tonight? <laughs> A couple of you? Okay. Well, go back and see. I um, think you had to be pretty to be a rocker in the, uh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not have made it in the 80s. No. I have to have a cartoon doing all the work for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Kip Winger was there. And at some point, he met me, and he knew about Metalocalypse. And he was like, he was like, I know what that is, and that's really cool that you're doing that. And I was like, oh, thanks. Um, I have your guitarist instructional video somewhere at home, my parents' house. And uh, later on, uh, the night I was talking to different people, and I felt somebody give me maybe the best shoulder massage in my life. No. Swear to God. No. No, I was just like, I don't Please know who don't this, whoever this, whoever this is has given me the best, like that he has the most beautiful, strong hands I've ever felt in my life. No. And no. I turned around and who was it? Kip Winger. That's right. Kip Winger gave me one of the best massages. I turned around and it was CC DeVille. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. That was weird. It was Kip Winger. That's my only Kip Winger story. And he was a... It's a very sweet gentleman. Do you have a warrant story? <laughs> I don't have a warrant story. So I so today I had a half winger burger, which is one of my favorite hamburgers here too. What's it's on a, that? It's a I classic. Can't read it. It's I like can't read a, these. a tomato pickle Thousand Island dressing. All right. And um, and I it's had a good the safe, burger. Safe burger. The other thing I had tonight were the high on fries. Who's tried that? I had no more. Are you Mr. having nice those right? Fries. What are you having? I see fries right here. What are you having? No more Mr. Nice Fries, yeah, Steve. Yeah, they were good. Chili fries and um, onions. There oh you my go. God. I'm not going to shit for a week, I swear to God. Will you please at least periscope it when you do? <laughs> I'll Instagram live it. Um, how many... Are you putting this out on vinyl as well? Yes. Picture I just... Um, if anyone follows my Instagram, I just showed like the first picture of the vinyl today, the picture disc vinyl, and it looks really cool. In fact, what you guys don't know is there's a, there's a really cool helmet on the back of this record that my brother made, and I keep showing it over and over again because one of the fun things about Galacticon is taking the... Um, Kind of like the animated page and, and making it real. And so we're going to be doing a lot more of that stuff as we go on. But the first thing was my brother, Jeff Small, works in makeup effects. And he's worked on all kinds of movies, including um, 
uh, Where the Wild Things Are, Hellboy, oh, wow. tons of different stuff. He's currently making a lot of Star Wars creatures, um, a lot of cool stuff like that. But he, um, he and I have been working together, and we're building a whole bunch of stuff for this whole project. So he built this helmet, and then Steve, what no one knows about Steve is that he's an amazing photographer. So Steve Agee took all the photos for the record uh, that ended up going on to the, the, the photo the of your helmet. Disc. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for letting me do that. Well, thanks for doing it. <laughs> Wait till you see it. It looks really cool if you haven't seen it yet. Um, did anyone else other than Gene and Brian play on this album? That would be me. That would be the only Just you. You play yeah. everything else. I play keyboards and vocals and guitars. Uh, I recorded an album that you also basically helped produce. I, yeah, I helped you out. Uh, that I recorded at Rancho de la Luna in Joshua Tree, California. Do you guys know about Rancho de la Luna? Do you guys know what that place is? Yeah. Why do you know what it is? It's a recording studio. Oh, Sonic, he saw it on Sonic Highways. Sonic Highways, yeah. yeah. And also, it's, Stone a, Age it's, a famous, it's a famous studio yeah. where Queens of the Stone Age do a lot of their stuff, a lot of desert rock, a lot of... Uh, they recorded a lot like, of the Iggy Pop album out there. Okay, what, does, was Caius out there at the time? Caius was that recorded before their there time? as well. So Caius, yep. he says yes over here. Yeah, so so you recorded a bunch of your stuff there with yep. some of the same musicians that we play with live. Pete Griffin and Joe Travers. Including yeah. Joe Travers. Pete Griffin played with us with Death Clock. Yep. Uh, um, he subbed out for Brian Beller on a tour one time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> this is like this is like doing a podcast in a subway station, a little bit. It's kind of <laughs> the number three. The number three. The next train coming. Order is ready. There will be no stops on the next train. There will be no stops on the next train. Who had the high on fire burger? Medium wall? Hold the pickle? Oh, this is just peaking. <laughs> this is going to be just... That'll be the best part. But Steve, so Steve went there, and Steve is a musician, too. Steve went to BIT. You guys know about BIT? Oh, boy. No, they don't. No, it's the Musicians Institute, yeah, right? Yeah, that was in Los Angeles. 25 you guys know that is. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But still, still to this day, we're learning about bass guitar. That's how we met. It is. No, um, <laughs> but we recorded all the guitar parts and... Um, That's right. Some key stuff at, at your at house. At my studio. So my studio called The Danger Zone. Which is not too far away from here. It's my home studio. Yeah. And that's where I did... Uh, I record Gene Hoagland in one studio um, in Los Angeles. And I take all the files and I, I do all my guitar parts and all my vocals and all my keyboards in my studio. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time and I lose my mind and I go insane. And then I come out at some point with a beard and, and when I'm happy with the record. <laughs> like Rip Van Winkle. That's very much. So, yeah, except I make but a record. We rec I recorded that like two Two years ago, do you realize that? Your thing? Yeah. No. Yeah. We did some stuff earlier last year. Yeah, but I, the basics of it were recorded like two years ago. Oh, that stuff. I think the I'm going to try and record it after I die or release it when I'm dead so it'll do better. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Some of the best I'll musicians. I'll leave the files with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll help you. <laughs> I'll assist you in your suicide. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you going to do? Are you going to tour for this? That's a question that I've been getting often. How many people have seen Death Clock Live here? Has anybody seen? Yeah. yeah. Not everybody, but, but it's a pretty good... I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't want to, like, uh, overdo it, but I, I think that's a pretty good show. The Death Clock Live show is a yeah. really fun live I show. Saw one. Basically, the Death Clock show is... The, the live animated show is my idea of... Of uh, saying like, what if uh, I took all the heavy metal audience and kind of took them, and I, and I took them to Disneyland? <laughs> what would that be like? And that's yeah. kind of what the Death Clock show is. There's comedy. It's almost like a Universal Studios tour is what I kind of wanted to do. So I wanted to have animation. I wanted to have the show be about the people in the room. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, to make it as fun, have, be as brutal as it wanted to be. Yeah. And be as funny as it wanted to be at the same time. So that was the idea. So if I'm gonna do a, a, a Galacticon tour, I've got to beat that. So that's the trick. So if I I'm also imagine it, the hardest part of touring for you is singing. I've known you for what ten, yes. fifteen years, yeah. and I am still shocked when I listen to Death Clock or Galacticon and know that that's your voice. It's uh, well, it's like um, it's something you have to kind of learn to do after a while, like the death metal growl kind of a thing. Do you do vocal warm ups? 
<clears throat> with that, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what to do. I've talked to people. <laughs> the thing is, like, the first time you start doing the growl, the lower voice, yep. it's you're going to cough a lot, and you're probably, tears will come out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. And as your throat gets used to it, you can start, you can start kind of doing more and more. And then you start finding out, like, oh, there's, like, the high scream, there's a the low growl, and you can find all these different places in between. And the other thing is... And I remember talking to people. I remember our first tour was with Chimera. Do you guys remember Chimera? Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to Mark, the singer of Chimera, and I said, how do you get through a show? How do you not cough up blood every night? How do you, how do you make it so you can... And he's like, I do cough up blood every night. He goes, night. no, I cough up blood every night. <laughs> no, he, um, he said... Um, he said a lot. The, uh, there's a lot of trickery involved in that. So a lot of people, what you do is you don't have to be that loud to do it. You can be a little bit quieter, and then you put a little bit more kind of like high end on the microphone, and you get and it punches through, and you can get some more of that growl. So that's kind of how you do it. And then you're kind of doing a Louis, Louis Armstrong impression at the same time. <laughs> So you put that and then you do death metal and it starts all sounding good. It would be funny if you were just doing that right now and completely blew out your vocal cords and ruined your career. Why did he I mean, stop making albums? He was uh, with enough time that would be funny. He was to impersonating me. Louis Armstrong at a hamburger restaurant and um, ruined his career. It would be a good. It'd be a worthwhile. Headline. We have it on a podcast too. Yeah, we that have would be the good. moment that recording. Anyway, so that's that's what I do. In case you're wondering how I did that voice. Uh, I also want to say that since we've been performing together, you, you, a lot of, not a lot, but every now and then you would get migraines before a show. Yeah. A lot of times you would still play through them and all, but uh, you've yes. recently cured your migraines. Does anybody else get like terrible headaches here, like terrible migraines? So like a couple years ago, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, headaches. <laughs> yeah. Headaches. Paralyzing pain. Oh my God. So I mean, I've had... Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, ocular migraines. Let's hear it. Oh, now this those. side of the room. Okay, <laughs> just the ladies. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I would get them. I would get them terrible. I would get them before I have to go like do a death clock show. I would get one like right. Like I would start getting like the tunnel vision and everything before, like a half hour before I have to play in front of three thousand people and play guitar and bark out these guttural vocals. Yeah. But um, a couple years ago, somebody introduced me to this new drug called marijuana <laughs> swear to god i was they love it they love it there was heard of it i i i didn't smoke it i mean i smoke it like every once in a while but gene hoagland uh definitely had a lot of it on the tour bus and uh, mike keneally was interested in it as well but brian bell and myself were like a couple of idiot squares who were like who would just get paranoid that's so weird something has changed drastically in marijuana where it's just nice it's just wonderful <laughs> And so, so nice. since I started smoking pot, I stopped getting migraines. I have not performed high yet. But I you guys have. should maybe uh, come to the show on Friday and watch me have a meltdown on stage. No, no, it'll be great. <laughs> I do it all the time. If we get a full house, maybe I will. Either you way, um, I have to say that like it's amazing that uh, that that pot. There's something happens where it makes you more vascular, and you just don't get migraines anymore. You heard it here. Yeah, you heard it here. It's, I, I, ladies I, and gentlemen, I was, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of mer medical marijuana. Good for you. I was telling Brendan, I have a friend who suffered from headaches as well, like like really bad chronic migraines, and she a year ago started microdosing mushrooms and cured her, her cured her headaches. Says the lady with the mushroom burger. She's really excited. <laughs> she said, mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> I wish you had a mushroom burger. Did there probably were? Well, hey, let me tell you something else. So yeah. I um, here's the weird part. This is the first record I've done while smoking pot, and oh. I think you're going to be able to hear it in the recording because something happens when you're mixing a record. I don't know. What's the best thing you can do aside from eating hamburgers when you're high? Listen, listen to music. Yeah. Without a doubt, right? So you can listen to music, and the, some of the best stuff that I hear when I'm in headphones or I'm listening in a room is just hearing stuff travel back and forth in stereo. Yeah. So this is the first record that got mixed while I was very high out of my mind. <laughs> and, I, and sober and high, it sounds really cool. I would love it if you've only listened to this high... <laughs> 
and it comes out it's a on disaster. Friday. It comes out Friday, and everyone's like, "What the fuck what is, is going this? on? You can't hear what anything." Happened? You it's used to be able to understand what's going absolute on. Absolute silence. Four minute silent tracks. Yeah, some weird like squishing plastic like toy. Squeak, squeak, squeak. You just squeak. hear bong water yeah. rippling. I found a cat and I took it home. Let's record it. <laughs> Good kitty. Uh, well, here's the thing: is um, I, I played guitar like a year or so ago on a Flying Lotus record. I don't know if the, you guys know Flying Lotus. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a little crossover. So he watched Metalocalypse a lot, and um, through Flying Lotus, I met Thundercat, who's a really amazing bass, one of the most amazing bass players who played in Suicidal Tendencies and stuff. Yeah. But he's a monster bass player. He played on the Doomstar Requiem. He played on the song uh, "How Can I Be a Hero." If you remember that, but that's Thundercat on that song, and so I played guitar on on Flying Lotus's record called "You're Dead," which is a really interesting, yep. super musical, like outer space, almost funkadelic, p funky kind of like really cool thing. And so Flying Lotus came over to my house, and I had the finished record, and I played him the record, and he was, <laughs> he and I got high together. What? Yeah. And he was like, oh, you mixed the record with high ears. High ears. What, what does that it. mean? I don't know. I, was like, is this I mean, a, I know what it means, I'm like, is what this your nick- nickname? Like? It just means that, like, there are cool little pockets of surprises that happen on some songs. Every instrument has a flanger on it. <laughs> kind of. Whoa, but like, man. yeah, there are moments where there are, like, different kinds of sounds. But, but I checked it uh, sober and I checked it high. And I, I really think this is the best sounding record that we've done, this Galacticon 2 record. Are you going to play any Galacticon or Death Clock at the show on Friday, Your, the record release we ha- show? We haven't. We couldn't get... All the musicians are coming in from a, a long gig, so we don't have the time to put it together. So the show on Friday will be a bunch of great musicians, including Joe Travers, uh, who's no, played with... No, not Joe. No, he is coming. Oh, he is? Oh, great. Yeah, Joe Travers, Joe. who's played with us all the time, but he's played with Duran Duran, Dweezil Zappa. Um, he just got off the road with Eric Johnson, one of my favorite guitar players. Um, so he's going to be there. Mike um, Keneally. Mike Keneally, who's played with Frank Zappa, Dweezil Zappa, Steve Vai, and just Mastodon. got off the road with, with Joe Satriani. Oh, he's on the new Mastodon record. He plays yeah. some keyboards. Um, and then, uh, P, uh, no, it's going to be... Walter Eno. Walter oh, yeah. Eno, who has played with so many different people, including... Yeah. S- Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Survivor. Who knows? Who has seen a Rocky movie? <laughs> Never heard of it. you know about uh, I have Survivor? The tiger. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. There's got to be a sandwich named after it. Yeah, why is there an mm. I have the tie burger? <laughs> Think it's about not heavy it. metal. Think about it. It's not it, metal Phil. enough. Yeah. No. Anyway, so all those guys are playing there. So we're going to be playing some fun songs. And uh, Thomas Lennon, of course, is going to be playing guitar. Yep. Scott and, Ian uh, and, and Scott his wife. Ian and Pearl. And, and we're going to play some classic rock. So it's basically, it's a comedy show with really great musicians is what you'll see. So it's not, there will not be a lot of death metal, but that'll be coming at some point. This is just a f- super fun night to celebrate the release and just to watch a stand-up show. That's true. Yeah. Tonight. What about tonight? Tonight, I'll I can uh, I can tell you what the guitars sound like with my mouth. I don't. Hear it. It sounds like a double bass, dude. Yeah, there's there's a lot of double bass on this record. Um, how did you meet Gene Hoagland and Brian Beller? I'll tell you about Gene Hoagland first. So, um, so I had done the first season of Metalocalypse, and um. I had been programming very badly the drums because I hadn't found uh, what I would use as my drum programming software until like the next season. So I was doing these terrible programs and I knew that so I was season one of Metalocalypse, shitty drums. Shitty drums that I programmed. Okay, yeah, good to know. For Death Album 1, good drums that Gene Hoagland did. Good to know. So what happened was around that time, which is like 10 years ago, I was just an idiot that didn't know how to do all the recording stuff that I now know how to do. I had ideas, right. but I didn't have all the techniques. Right. So I... Um, so I was asking around. I was asking different labels. I was asking like guys from Century Media. I was asking different kind of people. I said like, who's um, who's around that 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 can play? And they and one guy pulled me aside. and He goes, "This is perfect timing. Uh, Strapping Young Lad just broke up, and Gene Hoagland's looking for a gig." And so. Um, 
I reached out to him and I said, hey, um, I don't know if you know about the show. He's like, yeah, I've heard about it, kind of, but uh, <laughs> but um, I know what it is and I've seen a couple episodes and I like it and it's funny, but uh, what do you have in mind? And I just play, I had like, because I would write a new song. I mean, I, I felt like I was, I felt like I was um, not working hard enough unless I wrote a new song every single episode and the first season I had 20, sure, sure. 20 and then some songs would have, some episodes would have two songs, so I've had like probably 25, 26 ideas of right. songs and they were right. just like 30 second songs right. that have the illusion of like a verse drum I mean like verses um, uh, pre-chorus chorus and a guitar solo yep. and so I took those out and I kind of I put them back in Pro Tools and I elongated them all then I sat down with Gene Hoagland and I got I got an offer right when we were starting the record to do to write an original song for the Saw 3 soundtrack <laughs> European version it wouldn't even make it in America but wow, I was like really? I was I was so excited like someone wants me to write a song for some kind of a soundtrack for Saw 3 and it was it wasn't going to be in the movie it was just going to be like a thing that happens oh, weird. afterwards uh, yeah and so they're like do you want to do it and I said yeah I want to do it so so the night before Gene was supposed to record with me I wrote a song and I was like this is kind of cool but it's got to be done tomorrow I got to get the drums done I got to get the bass done I gotta play guitars I gotta do guitar solo and I gotta do all the vocals in one day which is a lot if yeah. you're making a record you know and yeah. it's got it's like one so we got together I played I, I demoed it out to like a click track and some drum ideas and then Gene came in and I was like something like this something like that and we were just he was just asking questions and we were just going back and forth and by the end of the day we recorded a song and I was like, this sounds pretty fucking cool to me. In fact, this may be my favorite song that we've done. So we're not putting it on the Saw 3. No, I said I'm going to put it on there, but I'm also going to put it on Death Album 1. Oh, nice. What's the song? This song is called Hatred Copter. Yeah! So that was the first song. They that was heard the first song that we did. And we stood back after that first day and we're like, this song's kind of cool. And that first, because I was going to do all brutal vocals, but because... I thought this was going to be for another record. I started doing melodic vocals, so the so you can hear like the back and forth. And it wasn't going to be Pickles and Nathan singing. It was just going to be like me singing that stuff. So that's how that song ended up being on the first record. Amazing. Yeah. So um, Brian Beller, I I went to music school um, when I was 19 years old in Boston, Massachusetts, at a school called Berkeley College of Music. And uh, I went there because I didn't know what the fuck else I was going to do with my life. Uh, I just knew I played a lot of guitar and I really liked it. And um, so I, I weaseled my way into there somehow. And a lot of cool musicians have played there. I mean, Oh, my God, yeah. Well, John Schofield, jazz guitarist, who's one of my favorites, is from there. Uh, Steve Vai went there. Oh. Um, Dream Theater went there. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, that's the response I thought I'd get from this crowd when I mentioned. But John Petrucci went there, and he's a, an amazing guitar player. And By the way, um, you should have a hamburger called Dream Eater. Uh, All right, go on. Okay. <laughs> Please continue. I'm sorry. We'll be pitching burgers I'm high. all night. Yeah. So, um, so I I saw him play. I saw Mike Keneally and uh, Brian Beller play when I was 19 years old at a with club. With Dweezil? With Dweezil Zappa yeah. and his brother, yeah, Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah. And uh, they played one of the most amazing sets of music I've ever seen in my life because yep. it was technically insane. It was really funny. And, and, um, and everyone on stage was having a blast. So I thought to myself as a 19-year-old, I was like, if I could ever achieve a fraction of this, I'll be a happy guy because this is one of the coolest things I've ever if seen in my life. If you can find those two albums, Shampoo Horn and Music for Pets. Yeah. and, and uh, so uh, good. Yeah. yeah so Shampoo, Shampoo Horn was the record they were touring at the time. Yeah. And before that, there was Dweezil Zappa's Confessions where he brought all these guitar players in. And there was one song called Earth that had this really cool guitar it's called Earth off of Dweezil Zappa's Confessions and I had like a guitar symphony like this contrapuntal Baroque classical piece and I thought it sounded so cool and I looked at it and it said arranged by Mike Keneally and I was yeah. like whoever this Mike Keneally guy is really good <laughs> and then I saw then I saw the Zappa brothers play with these guys and they did like a half hour medley of songs from the 70s and it was one of the coolest acrobat musical acrobatics I'd ever seen yeah. and it was Brian Beller's first gig and he had just graduated from the music school that I was just starting to go to so I was like he was on my radar and then Mike Keneally was on my radar too because he played with Frank Zappa who was just a musical monster and um 
And then his own records were so goddamn good, I lost my mind. There's there's a record by Mike Keneally called Hat, which oh, is like one album. of the coolest. It's like it's like vaudevillian. It's like hilarious, but it's musically great. And he, the guy has a great sense of melody, and he can play anything on guitar. Anything. In yeah. fact, we saw him, one of the first times I saw him, he played a song from that album where... He played lead guitar with his he left fretted, hand. Like he hammered and, on stuff and, and harmonized. And lead keyboard with his other he hand. He harmonized with himself perfectly with a keyboard and guitar. And that was yeah. part of his Frank Zappa audition as well. So the guy... So basically, I thought... And then he'd got in touch with me because he liked my show Home Movies. Yeah. So, so, so Keneally reached out to me. This is how long ago it was. I was on Facebook at the time, and he... No, no, MySpace. Top eight, yeah. I was on MySpace, and yeah. Mike Keneally goes, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm a big fan of home movies, and uh, uh, hi. And I was like, you have no idea. I've been following your whole career, and you're an amazing guitar player. Let's hang out. And so I went and watched Mike Keneally and Brian Beller open up. They did an acoustic set, like way down in like, San Diego. I drove all the way down there, uh-huh. and I watched them play an acoustic set of like Zappa songs and Keneally songs and Beller songs and they opened up for like a Pink Floyd tribute band um, and and so I met them in person later on and I said hey <laughs> this is a crazy gig first of all but I would love to I'd love to if I'm going to put a band together which I think I'm going to I'd love to have you Mike who I know can do anything on guitar. Yeah. And I'd love to have you, Brian, who I know can do anything on bass, and you're just a musical person. And I'd yeah. love to have Gene Hoagland, because, because if I have these three amazing musicians, then I can drop my guitar on stage, and no one will know. And the truth is, I would drop my... I would, I would come to drop my guitar on stage many nights as a member of Death Clock. Like, physically <laughs> drop it on the ground? There'd be this one moment where my guitar tech, who didn't stick around too long, would hand me my guitar. I had a different tuning for the song, The Coffee Jingle. For the, for the Duncan Hills coffee jingle, yeah, and so I would, so I had like a drop D tuning, so I'd take my C standard guitar and I do this handoff, and every single time he would hand me my guitar, I didn't have strap locks, and the, you know, when the strap is like, is like a, yes, is like it's that, folded. and it's it's folded upwards, and I wouldn't notice because I'm playing in front of a few thousand people, and I'd play, and I'd have to like pull a Zach Wild and get down on one knee and play the solo, yeah, because the guitar had dropped, and I'm like holding it like, I don't know, like George Harrison, the rest of this is on, yeah. Yeah, amateur yeah. hour. So yeah, I looked like a jerk, but my band was so good, nobody knew. <laughs> so that's how that that's how that whole group came together. And since then, Brian, I love it because Keneally was. He's not like what you'd call a heavy metal guy, and neither Brian liked heavy metal a lot. And he he was like he was born into heavy metal, but he didn't play a lot of it. And the coolest thing is, if you go and listen to their stuff now they got influenced by it. So heavy metal shows up like crazy on Keneally's most recent record, which is amazing. And I got to hear a secret thing by one of the other guys. And it sounds like, I was like, okay, all right. I see. So you'll be able to see a lot of these guys that are showing Friday at the improv. Well, you'll see Keneally and and Brian Beller. Brian Beller. David Cross. For those who came in late. Yeah, who came in late. Come on Friday. And by the way, tomorrow, um, for those of you guys, I see some of you guys have the comic book. I think I'm going to be doing a signing at Meltdown Comics, which is a famous comic book shop in Los Angeles, 7 o'clock tomorrow. Come by. We'll hang out. We'll hang out three nights in a row. Right? It's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night. Nothing tonight. Tonight is this. I'm hanging out with you, kind of, but I'm the loudest one. This is my favorite way to hang out with people. <laughs> Usually, this is how I hang out with people. I set up a microphone and a PA system, and then I just start going, hey, so how, how's work? <laughs> He's always the last one to leave a party. He's like, let's hang out. What are you Come doing? On. I thought we were hanging out. going? Yeah. I want to hang out. Oh, I love, t- I, love t- I love hanging out with you guys with a loud microphone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been about 45 minutes. Do you have yeah. anything you want to plug? Anything coming out? Uh- <laughs> well, I have, I have, um, have Galacticon. Two. Oh, you have an album coming up Friday. Yeah, Galacticon Two, Become the Storm. It's been uh, it's been really funny. I'm gonna do like a. I've just been doing. I've been doing crazy press the whole time, just carnival yeah. barking. Because the truth is that I think if you guys like Death Clock, this second Galacticon record is different than the first one. This is a little bit more heavy. I don't know if you guys heard some of the singles that are out there. One of them's a little bit more melodic. The other one's a little bit more heavy. 
So I think if you guys are used to the death clock sound, you're gonna ha you're gonna be a fan of this record because I didn't want to I didn't want to make it just a regular Galacticon record or a Galac or a, or a death clock record for that m matter. I thought I want to let the songs tell me how I'm gonna sing on this stuff. But if you sing a brutal vocal over like a pretty song, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. But if you sing like a pretty vocal over a brutal song, it sounds like something completely different. <laughs> but I messed around with every single song, trying to find out which song was going to be brutal and which song was going to be melodic. And I really like this whole record really balances itself out. There are some really heavy, cool, brutal, anthemic songs that I'm really happy yeah. I got I to make. I listened to it today, and it's awesome. You guys are really going to like it. So check out Brenda tomorrow night oh, wait. at Meltdown Comic. Yeah, oh, check, us, check me out at tomorrow Go night. Ahead. Check out Steven. AG and myself at Friday, um, night. Friday night at the Improv. And we'd like to open the floor to a couple of questions if anybody oh, yeah, wants yeah. to come Anyone and ask some any questions. questions for come on over right here. here. We'll, uh, we'll let you use the microphone if you want. Come on over. Come on. Or Don't you be can scared. just yell the question and we'll repeat it. When's number four? When's number four of. Uh, number four of. Oh, the, of the, of the uh, comic book? Yeah. So the question is, when's number four of the, of the comic book Galacticon? So the first Galacticon is out in comic book stores right now. That's why you'll be at Meltdown. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I, I partnered with um, Eric Powell, who I've done some other. Somebody else had a, a Death Clock comic that where we had a crossover with the Goon, and the Goon is one of my favorite comics. It's really funny. It's really got great character and really great story, and just an, an amazing mood and world. So when Eric Powell asked me if he thought there was a Galacticon comic available, like. Is there a story here for a comic book? And yeah, I said, yeah. yes, there is. But I think it's the first record. I think there's, there's the first record is this really interesting, strange intergalactic divorce story where, like, what if you had, what if Superman and Lois Lane had a, a, like, a just messy public divorce and she got everything. <laughs> she got the forces of solitude and, uh, and, and he got nothing and he has creditors from outer space chasing Predators. him down. Predators and he has like the their space zone. lawyers and shit like that. And what if she starts dating Lex Luthor? Oh, man. And that's the, that's the story of the first Galacticon. The second one's very different. But that's what the first one is. So the, the second episode is going to be out the 20... Second issue is going to be out the 27th of, of uh, next week. So um, August 27th. And then the next one and the other one come out at some other time. I'll find out when that is. But but they're all going to... It's a six-issue arc. And it's not just one... It's not just like... It's not six different stories. It's one big story. So as you keep reading, it's going to keep making more sense. The first one, we have to set up all the characters, set up all the world and all that stuff. And it pairs with the first song, Triton. So each one of these things pair with the songs on the record. So... So you'll see that it's all fleshed out and there are more jokes and there's a robot. Another thing is if you look at this comic book, you'll see that the first page, if you open it up, there is um, there's a little key where you, um, the robot, I thought was like, you know, I started writing out beep, bop, boop, boop and shit like that that a robot would say. And then Eric Powell said, how do you think this robot actually sounds if you were to hear it? And I said, that's easy. I think he sounds like a guitar. And... Um, and I think that the the song Danger Tits is kind of his voice. <laughs> and I think he's telling his own story, which is an instrumental song. And I thought, I'd like to find a voice for him. So if you look at the, the, at the comic book, you'll see that he speaks in guitar tablature. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> and I have, and I'll put it on the website at some point, but I, his, I recorded all these sounds with like a wah pedal, a whammy pedal, and a whammy bar. And I made it sound like somewhere between Steve Vai and BB-8. And the sound, he's got this scratchy, raspy voice where he sounds like he's screaming and yelling, and it's a really interesting sound, but I'm glad I sat down and spent the time amazing. putting it together. So there are little tablatures for T1, T5, which spells out tits. <laughs> Danger tits. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you have a question. Yeah. It was a little bit more related on the music of Death Clock. So throughout the whole uh, venture of uh, Metalocalypse, yes. you said that you had wrote so many songs per episode. Yes. Small songs. My question is, uh, the song in Peach God, Yes. from the beginning, why did it take you that long to actually make it into why, a Oh, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. So the question is, why did the song in Peach God take so long? It was because I think I, I didn't want to put the first record, if you notice the, the amount of songs on the first record, I didn't, it's from a guy's point of view, I didn't know if I was ever going to make another record, so I put 21 songs on like a double album. 
And I was like, that's a lot of songs. And some of the songs, I'd like to spend more time making the rest, like other songs. So you listen to Death Album too, it's got less songs. But I think I spent more time making those songs sound the way I wanted them to sound. So there's, there's a lot of work going into 21 songs versus like 12 or 13. So I don't know what took so long. I liked that song a long time. I really enjoyed it a lot, and I fucking love the way it sounds. It's my, some of my favorite guitar playing of my, my own that's the, in the solo of Impeach God. I think it's, I use an Ingve Malmsteen Marshall, so you can kind of hear that on, that on that song. It just sounds like buttery and sweet and nice, and I really was getting more excited about Legato playing too, so you can kind of hear that on Death Album 3. Death Album 3 is like a little bit more stripped down, and the reason that's more stripped down than the other Galactica, or the other Death Clock records is because I had just finished Galacticon 1, and that's slathered with all kinds of production. So I said, the last record I, I did was not Death Album 2. The last record I did was Galacticon 1. So I wanted to have, like, what, is, what would Death Clock in real life actually sound like on a record? Two guitars, bass, drums, a little bit of keys here and there, but it's a little bit more stripped down. And, and for me, from my ears, from where I sit, which is different than the audience, I like the way that record sounds a lot, Death Album 3. That's the one that when I'm listening to, I come back to that record a lot. It has a couple of my favorite moments. Yeah. So good question. Thank you. Oh, any new Gibson guitars I'm working on? Well, if you look at my Instagram, I keep teasing this one guitar. I keep teasing two guitars. One of them is um, is the I just put out the Epiphone Snow Falcon, which I'm really happy with the way that turned out, and it's been doing really well. But I wanted to do the Explorer version, so there's an, there's an Explorer prototype that I used on this record on Galacticon 2 called the Snow Horse, and it's an all white silver burst. Uh, explore. And then I wanted to not just have all white guitars, I wanted to have some evil black guitars <laughs> that are like cool and burst too. Yep. So I, I made a prototype. I had Gibson help me make a prototype called the, the Night Horse. And uh, I used that. That's probably my main go-to guitar. I really like the way that one sounded on the record. So you'll hear that all over Galacticon too. You'll hear the Thunder Horse. You even hear, there's a song where I actually use the Epiphone the Epiphone Snow Falcon, the song Nightmare. There's this like Brian May kind of counterpoint solo, and that's all the Epiphone straight off the rack. I played that because I thought it sounded so great. I used that Epiphone Snow Falcon, and I also used one of the Kiesel eight-string guitars for that because it's like that's all based on a Bach piece, and I tuned it way low and I slowed it down, and that's what that song is, Nightmare. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes, I can stand on them. <laughs> What's that? Difficult to produce. Which album? Uh, which one's the most difficult to produce? Well, I think um, I think Ulrich Wilde it does an amazing because I really like layering guitars. I really like layering vocals. I did a lot of vocal layering on this new record. It's like there are moments where I'm like uh, I'm doing for every one vocal I do three, and they have to be perfectly in tune. But I get this kind of Queen like even. <laughs> over heavy metal, even like Beach Boys-like sounds, like these things that I haven't heard in heavy metal before, and I wanted to experiment with them. So this one was a difficult one to mix, but um, another, I think the most difficult to mix award goes to Ulrich Wilde for mixing a 50-piece orchestra and a metal band for, for one song only um, on the Doomstar Requiem called Blazing Star. Because that's got a 50 piece, it's like a James Bond's theme mixed with a heavy metal song. And that's, that to me was like, I gotta do it at least once. And we recorded that whole um, 50 piece orchestra at Skywalker Sounds. So we went all the way up and uh, recorded wow. a fucking one of the coolest Skywalker. days of my life. Yeah. No. French horns, yeah. Is Death Clock over? Yes. <laughs> hey, what happened, right? I tried, we tried. What happened? <laughs> You guys, what about YouTube? What about YouTube? You still have to get the rights. I'll talk to you later on about it, but it is, it is done. I'm, I'm finished with it. I tried, like, look, we raised a ton of money. We had people willing to give millions of dollars. The network, for some reason, and I'm sure that they regret it now, but they said no. So, but look, we all, I think everyone here probably signed the petition. I'm sure I, I met some of you guys a couple years ago when we did it. But the, the, the thing to learn from this is, there are two things. One, 
We didn't sit in our asses. We gave a shit, and we went out there, and we tried to do something. So many people don't give a fuck, and they don't try anything in their lives. So I'm glad you guys all came out and helped out with that thing. And it shows that you guys give a shit about stuff. You know how many people out there who don't give a fuck about anything? Uh, I, don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything except So hamburgers. that's one thing. The second thing is that I can't look. I could sit here and complain about that. But I've had the coolest 10 years of my life working on this show and meeting guys like you and going out and performing and getting being able to make records and being able to, I don't think you guys would have come out if I was just some guy playing guitar in my bedroom. No, I got to make a show <laughs> and you guys got excited by it because it spoke to you in some way. I'm sure some of, you, some of my favorite things about Death Clock are not, are the fact that people got turned on to metal throughout that show. Because not everyone has a cool neighbor or a cool older sibling that turns them on to Slayer or Macedon or Metallica or Anthrax or any of those bands. And I was happy to be the band, like to be a, a show that got to do that. So my favorite compliments I ever get about the show is that I didn't listen to metal until I started watching Metalocalypse. And now I want to know more about it. That's my favorite. The other thing is I didn't play guitar until I started watching Metalocalypse. And now I play guitar and I fucking love it. Wow. That's, those two things are my favorites. Who's yeah. the coolest person music-wise or otherwise that you met do do doing that show? Oh, man. That's a hard one because everyone that was on board with metal, with being a, a, um, a, a cast member of Metalocalypse, you know, from George Corpse Grinder Fisher to fucking Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, all those people had gr really great senses of humor. They, they could laugh at themselves. They understood the joke of the show and they were all in on it. And so if you enter into our place and we record your vocals, that means that you're probably one of the coolest people I've ever met and you've got a sense of humor about yourself and you want to play. You want to goof off. And so I got to say, like, everyone from, from George Corpse, kind of from enslaved to fucking... Um, Mark uh, Hamill. From Mark Hamill was fucking amazing. Still amazing guy. He was like, uh, he wasn't Luke Skywalker for a patch of time, and then I hung out with him. <laughs> and now he's Luke Skywalker again. I, um, I did a voiceover on a show that he was in called The uh, Regular Show, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I was in a booth recording with him for half an hour and left and didn't realize it was Mark Hamill because he had a huge beard. He was doing the Star He's Wars probably movie. doing Star Wars, He yeah. looked like a homeless guy. And I left and, and then I was like, oh my God, that was Mark, that was Hamill, Mark Hamill. And I didn't get to a photo or to say hello or... Yeah. I'll tell you a quick story about Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill, I met him the first time and uh, seriously, my heart literally skipped a beat. I was so excited to see him and his big blue eyes and he's fucking Luke goddamn Skywalker. And... Um, but we started doing a thing where he would be, he's one of the characters named Senator Stampingston. So he'd be the guy that goes, uh, uh, Death Clock, it, appe it appears as if Death Clock is going to be in the shoe industry. Here to talk more about shoes is shoe expert, Dr. Strinkwilstrims. So I would, I, would, I would literally roll my knuckles across the keyboard and come up with an unpronounceable name. And every fucking week, he'd forget it. <laughs> he'd forget that I made him do that every single episode. And every week, he'd go, all right, okay. So here's Death Clock. Okay, so he'd go, it appears as if Death Clock is going to be selling shoes. Here to speak more about shoes is Dr. Schnitt. God damn it. And he would do that every fucking time. And I'd sit there like I'd sit there on the other side of the window going, and he'd go, you say this. And I'd go, no way. Sound it out slowly, and let's record it. <laughs> Amazing. And he'd go, no, I want to hear He goes, I want to hear you say this. I go, never, never. <laughs> and then he'd like, he'd just shake his head at me every time. And it was the same. We got him every fucking, and like 62 episodes, we got him every single time. 62 episodes in a special. <laughs> so you're an asshole is what you're saying. I'm a bit of a prankster on set. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. Oh, uh, what's you, that? You next. Oh, Twink Lettuce? Yeah, yeah. Twink Lettuce. Oh, I wrote down, I was looking for, so Dr. Twink Lettuce, how do, who, who came up with that? And the, uh, the answer is, I wrote down, usually I have a character and I, need to, I know what he needs to do in the episode, but I don't know what he looks like or what his name is or what he sounds like yet. I need to like f figure that out later. So the first thing I do in a first draft is, I'll just write down some kind of a name. And I wrote down... Uh, Dr. Twinkle Tits is what I wrote down. And then somebody else at the place goes, oh, what if we pronounce it Twink Lettits? And I was like, that's pretty good. Let's keep it. Oh my God, so that was it. Right. Twink Lettits. So, yeah. right, oh, oh, he's got one, then you. 
Do you want me to do voices? All right. What do you want me to say? What's your name? Brett? Brett. Hey, uh, Brett. (laughs) Nice fucking shorts, asshole. Those Where'd you nice. get that uh, Black Dahlia murder shirt? A uh, fucking hot fucking topic. <laughs> well, just stay on your stupid fucking hat, dude. <laughs> anyway. He's loving it. Fucking leave him alone, man. He's just fucking sitting here. He just fucking... All he wants to do is get his fucking shitty DVD signed. <laughs> I, um... Pickle? Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was going to say to or, you. Order off the menu. Oh yeah, I'll have some large jumps in the salads, which ends in fried chickens, waffles, croutons, maples, balsamics, vinaigrettes. And I'll have the Earth Crisis apple walnut blue cheese vinaigrette. Now I'll have the uh, winger side salad with a cheddar red onion, tomato, carrot, and crouton. All right, thank you guys very much. Okay. Do, you, do you have a question? <laughs> I actually got to preview the album for a magazine that I write, um, and I was really curious about what turned you on using the vocoder. Vocoder. He's asking, so there's a keyboard thing called the vocoder where you breathe into it like a microphone, and you, you, it's, it's the sound of... Basically, it's the sound of ELO. It's the sound of, like, records from the 70s. And I fucking love ELO. And you can hear it on the first Galacticon record. So I set it up on the first Galacticon record. You can definitely hear it on a song called... um, (laughs) Something Blah 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 of the Immortal Masters. I can never remember the name of that song. (laughs) Something Blah 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 the Immortal Masters. Somebody know the name of that song? Who's got the album here? Someone has it. Arena War of the Immortal Masters. Thank you. So I used that there. And then I thought, I haven't heard it in heavy metal. So my whole idea with this record was, I get to do whatever I want. And I, and I have to make it heavy. And I wanted to find some ways. So there's, a, there's one song on the record call, uh, that's the title song on the record where I mixed a, a brutal vocal with a vocoder. And it's just a different sound that I wanted to hear. And so we, we went through it. And there were moments where we were like, I haven't heard this sound before. And I said, fuck it. Let's be bold and let's try it out. So that was the idea. So you'll hear it. It's, um, it's, the, it's the song uh, Become the Storm. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so who was next? You had one. Uh, two quick questions. Yes. Do you plan on touring Galacticon 2? Yes, yeah, so we kind of answered that earlier, so we're waiting to find out on that one. So, we're, touring Galacticon 2, we're going to find out. And the other question? Do you need an intern? Do I need an intern? That's, that's, how, you find, that's how you become an intern. You probably uh, could have used one a few months ago while you were I working know, on this. I know, I was doing it by myself. Go talk to Nikhil over there at the merch table if you want to be an intern. For real. Seriously, yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah back, oh, there. back there. Back there. Would I ever consider bringing home movies back? I love John Benjamin, and the main reason that John Benjamin was an on-metalocalypse was because he was doing so much stuff with Lauren Bouchard, who is the co-creator of Home Movies and the guy who does Bob's Burgers. So he had Benjamin, the lead voice of everything, and Benjamin can pretty much only do one voice, which is, Hey, this is uh, John hey. Benjamin. Uh, hey. uh, uh, I'm uh, John Benjamin. Hey, yeah. Gene. Uh, uh, I'm uh, John Benjamin. Uh, got to so flip hamburgers. That's the only voice he could do. And with, with Metalocalypse, he was already on a show working with Lauren, so I didn't want to... Just like, you know, we're all friends. I was like, I don't want to steal your actors and blah, blah, blah. So I want to get a totally different sound from my thing. I would have cast him at some point, but he's all over everything. <laughs> But, but um, so that's the answer to that question. And bringing back home movies, we ended the show we really, the way we really wanted to. And not every show gets to do that, as we know. Um, but we got to end home movies in a way that we thought was a fitting ending for that show. So we get asked to do it every once in a while. And myself and Lauren feel the same way, which is that I think we're different now. We feel different. We're older. We wouldn't make the same show. I'd love to collaborate with him on something else. But I feel like home movies is home movies, and I kind of want to protect it as it is. And I feel like there are enough episodes out there that you can kind of become friends with this show and have it be a part of your life and you can watch the ending which a lot of people say is a downer but to me it's a very it's an optimistic ending it's it's that they found the family that they've been looking for the whole time yeah there was a question back there yes what's the word on planet peace 
What's the word on planet piss? Yeah. I think that, I think, uh, in, in true form, it will never come out. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Okay, yes. When is the snow horse? So I'm still like, what I'm doing is, and this is like where you guys come in. I, getting a guitar to come out, I have to get people excited and create a market and create a demand for it. So if you guys want to uh, talk to Gibson, be polite, be ladies and gentlemen of metal, <laughs> and ask them nicely and ask about it. So the snow horse and the night horse. But I have been, I just, I came back from New York where I was doing a lot of this kind of stuff, um, hanging out and doing podcasts and stuff. And um, I brought that guitar with me everywhere, so it's, it's going to show up a lot, so maybe it'll help put the pressure on, too. I want to do, before we quit, I want to do a pano with okay. this whole crowd, but I want everyone to flip, flip me the bird. Everyone give me the finger. So everyone give the middle finger. And, and hold real still, okay? Here we go. Real still, real still. Real still. Oh, my God. This is... Beautiful. That's a really good still. You guys are really good at being still. So I want to thank Phil and everyone at Grill 'em All for letting us do this. Yeah, tonight. thank you guys. Thanks. How about a round of applause for all the? Hey, how about all the chefs, all the people working at the place? Give them a round of applause. Yeah. Thank all you all cooks. for coming out. Remember, you can catch Brendan tomorrow night at Meltdown Comics. He'll be signing his comic yeah. books. And then we'll be doing our show with David Cross, Tom Lennon, uh, Scott Ian, Friday night at the uh, Hollywood Improv. See you guys later. Thank you guys so much Thanks, for coming everybody. out. Yes. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.